Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on today's show, the untouchables. We're going to tell you about players that VGK might not even think about moving come the March 3rd trade deadline. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas. We thank you for making us your first choice, your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you tuning in. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights and... Of course, you could find us on uh, Twitter at Lockdown, at Lockdown VGK, at Tony Dasko. I was trying to find him, fumbling around here. And of course, uh, at TD Chris G. Uh, we are brought to you today, as we have been of late, by our new sponsor, FanDuel. And FanDuel, if you sign up today, you can get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Yeah, we're always fumbling around here in the morning. And good morning to you, Chris. Uh, okay, Elliot Ness, <laughs> rather. Oh, I'm sorry. Switching hats here. Okay, Elliot Ness. Uh, who are the untouchables on this VGK roster that Kelly McCrimmon and uh, McPhee would never part ways with? And why do you want to pick four apiece? That's how many were in the movie, right? Okay. Four untouchables. Okay, Elliot Ness. So go ahead. You can lead off with four players. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just go up and back and just a little okay. brief commentary. I think uh, my the first two, I think, are probably going to be obvious for both of us. Um, my first one is Jack Eichel. Um, McCrimmon has attached himself to Jack Eichel. He's got the long contract, and he's our superstar. He's our guy. There's Any player can be traded if someone does wows us. I mean, let's not be unrealistic about this here. But if there's a player that VGK will not even mention in a trade, uh, this is kind of how we're compromising, how we're making our list, composing our list. That's the word to use, not compromising, composing. So Jack Eichel, obvious one, just based on the contract, based on his expected output, based on his role in leading this team, and you know, hopefully one day earning a letter for this team. Okay. And so Shea Weber is also untouchable, right? But Jack Eichel, okay, $10 million a year. Uh, they still are going to have to, for them to succeed, build around the talents of Jack Eichel because, as we can tell, he's uh, definitely uh, not a player that they are uh, helping out. They're not aiding him in any which way. Um, and so if they need they need to get to the playoffs and they need to build around him, um, again, he has had this season, again, the injury bug, but he fights through it, and I like that about him. He's really tough. People forget he got hit in the eye with the puck. And then he also had the non-contact injury. But another reason why he is untouchable, he's got a full no-move clause in his contract. For the right situation, though, I mean, he'll anyone could waive something like that if they feel it's the right situation. Where would Jack Eichel go if they were to trade him? Is there like a dream job? No, he has it now. Would he go? Yeah. Would he go to New England? Okay, uh, would he go back to Boston? Uh, okay, the second one that I'm going to go with, uh, okay, Frank Nitty, 
Um, the second one I'll go with is I'm going to go with Riley Smith, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, even though he has no goals in his last 10 games, but everyone had that. No one has any goals in the last dry, 10 games. We call it dry January around here. And so, you know, I think he's a consistent player. Uh, he's 31 years old. And I don't think, again, as you get older in this game of hockey, I don't think this might be his last uh, contract again because he'll be – he's got two more years remaining, so he'll be – 33 by the time it's over. Well, who knows? Uh, he is the alternate captain. I think people forget that he's the alternate captain on this team. Uh, 18 goals, 32 points this season. And in January, however, um, he was a minus five. He was a minus five. And what did he have? A couple of assists or something. I don't know. But he, he plays hard all the, all the time. And again, he's one of those OG guys that they like to have around. I think, I personally believe that Riley Smith is untouchable. Oh, no, I agree on that 100%. And he was a, he was going to be my third person on my list. Um, just a little more on Riley, his contributions to the city, the softball game. He has put himself out there that he wants to be a member of the Vegas community that contributes to helping and doing things that are beyond him, beyond his family. And, you know, he's just a great Vegas role model and a great leader on and off the ice. So Riley Smith, 10,000%. I do agree with that one. Um, the second one, again, my first two were layups, uh, Eichel and then Petrangelo. Petrangelo, just again, based on the contract, based on his role in anchoring the defense. And you look at what his output has been. And, and defensemen, even as they get older, they can produce at a high level for a very long time. And Petrangelo, I mean, we're waiting for the breakdown, right? Tony, we're waiting for the minutes to catch up to him. We're waiting for him to slow down, and it's not really happening too often. We've noticed a couple things with, with him. You know, I question his positioning when they were playing against um, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, right? right? Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't I question that, but I mean, you know, I'm sure there, there's a reason for why he was in that position, I would like to think at least. Um, another odd goal just that comes up where he was a little bit out of position was in the Pittsburgh, no. It might have been the Pittsburgh game. Either way, no, Detroit game, Detroit game, Joe Valeno. Joe Valeno came right down Broadway or whatever street you you, you called it uh, in our show, and Petrangelo just kind of caught flat-footed. But, again, is that because of the minutes or just because it was a good play? But, anyway, back to Petrangelo. Simply his contract, his output. Eichel and Petrangelo are the one and two superstars on this team. I did not say Mark Stone. So that's why I think Petrangelo is on that untouchable list. And I'm going to agree with you. Uh, that was one of my players as well. 31 points, uh, five goals this season. And moreover, he truly does fit into this Cassidy system. I think Cassidy's going to be here for a while. I don't think they're going to be able to move on past him because, again, now it's starting to prove that the players are the issue and not the coaches that they have run off this season or the previous seasons, I should say. Uh, he fits this system well because he's, again, he's one of those aggressive defensemen uh, who crosses the, the blue line. Sometimes I think he pinches too much, gets in too deep. Um, last season, 44 points. Uh, he played in 80 games last season, 80 games. And the only thing that's kept him away from playing Every game was the family emergency. Right. So he's only appeared in 42 games for the VGK, but he's definitely a guy uh, that is a leader, I think, too, in the clubhouse. I really do believe 
that a lot of the players look up to him. So how many do you have? Three? Do we have three? Uh, well, yeah, we're each, we're, each doing a, we're each doing four, and I think we've agreed on all of them so far, right? We've agreed Yeah, we, we've agreed on Petrangelo was on your list, right? Yeah. But so who's, who's your fourth? Go ahead. Who's your fourth? Do I have to? Okay, you, you don't have got, a fourth? Or you want me to go first? Ha- no, no, no. I've got a fourth. Uh, I'll go first if ten, you want. I'll go first no, if you want. He has a 10-team no-trade contract. Who am I speaking about? Shea Weber? Well, Shea Weber's got Zidanoff. Nope, William Carlson. Carlson's not going anywhere. He's untouchable. He's untouchable. No, I'm being dead honest. I'm being serious. He is absolutely untouchable because number one, of course, and it's no joke when I say that he is uh, the pet of Bill Foley. I just remember this TV interview that he did at Channel Five on Fox, and the thing that they were talking about was that Foley says, yeah, this year we're going to get, you know, our first cup for William Carlson. Why? And then he said, we'll get three or four more. That's what he said. And I don't, I'm just not obviously. Okay. So he's 30 years old. Um, No one else wants him too. That's another thing that makes him untouchable. Who wants William Carlson? Seriously, at that, at that pay grade, close to 6 million a year, Again, uh, he's a player that has four years left on his contract. Four years. And no, that's a good way a, to look at it, Tony. It really is. And uh, until 27, 28. No, we, we, we've discussed this before, and we do. We both feel that if someone is going to take on William Carlson, it's going to be at the price of EGK eating a lot of the contracts, sending another player, sending a draft pick, something like that. So, yeah, from that perspective, I understand it. But that said, if anyone in, in this next offseason offers VGK future considerations to take the contract, he's gone. I think that would happen. But I think it's been like that for the last three seasons. And there's no takers out there. There's just no takers. So, you know, I think uh, to use a casino reference, VGK is chasing at the casino right now and hoping to get some of their money back instead of just walking out of the casino. So uh, my next I'm torn on my last one. Uh, two defensemen, White Cloud and Theodore. And I think I lean Theodore just for the offensive contributions. He is a very unique defenseman, and I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. I really don't. Um, When healthy, he has some amazing contributions to this team, especially on the offensive side of the puck. You're thinking like a a Roman Yossi type as far as that speed with uh, the defensive ability of someone like Petrangelo, not the same body composition necessarily, but can definitely get the job done on both sides. But definite shout out to Zach Whitecloud. It's unfortunate he had that freak injury. I was really looking to see how he was going to expand his game this season. And he has been expanding his game. And we're going to see a lot more out of him in the second half of this. Well, the second, the last 30 or so games, I guess, where that's remaining in the schedule. So Shea Theodore is my fourth, but Zach Whitecloud is right below him and maybe while we got a second before we jump to the next segment tony why did neither one of us put mark stone on that untouchable list uh again damaged goods injury uh injury plagued uh last two seasons uh breaking down and i don't think anyone wants him and even at a a bargain basement price i i just don't think that he's one of those players that that they're going to uh to shop around or i don't think his name comes up in trade discussions i truly do not believe that William Carlson's name comes up in any trade discussions. I'll bet VGK has initiated the contact. I mean, I, it, it would be interesting to know how much, you know, like some of these 
conversations that happen, right? Like watching the movie Moneyball and stuff like that, where Brad Pitt's negotiating and things like that. I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of these calls and conference calls. And, you know, three or four of these GMs are having a little coffee clutch or a drink somewhere. Hey, you know, William Carlson, who's, you know, anyone, you know, however they, I'm sure they kind of have their not so roundabout ways of being direct that they're willing to do something. And I'll bet, I'll bet McCrimmon has mentioned, mentioned Carlson, a lot. Um, you really? hit on something earlier. You hit on something earlier I wanted to bring up. So the coach is being run out of town, right? You said that's a player thing. So I met Bill, I'm sorry, I met George McPhee when he was the GM during the Night to Remember Gala, which is also coming up uh, in a couple weeks um, at the at Resorts World. This one happened to be at World Market Center, and it was such an amazing night. I put pictures up that got to meet every single player in a small, exclusive environment. They were letting loose. They were drinking. I put pictures of me and William Carlson getting a little uh, a little um, hammered, loose. for lack of a better term. Loose. A little loose. No, hammered. Hammered is okay. the word. Hammered is the appropriate word for that one. Um, so moving forward from that right now, I was at the time I was still running poker rooms. Yeah, I see Tony nodding with me. And I approached McPhee and we talked. We had some pleasantries. Uh, he talked to my wife a little bit about schools and, you know, his kids in school and things like that. <clears throat> and then we went farther i said listen i run poker rooms in this town give me a bit of life advice i said just like that and he immediately went to culture about treating people right and you'll get the most out of them and you know went on for about two or three minutes of culture this culture 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 it doesn't matter if it's professional sports running a dairy queen running a restaurant running any business if the culture is right you'll get out of your employees what you need i think the culture in vgk there's some questions on the internal side about that. I think there are, yeah, there are some uh, very much cultural questions there. So that was fun. So my four were Carlson, Petrangelo, Eichel, and, well, Entry, and Shea Weber, Untouchable, and, of course, uh, Riley Smith. Yeah, no, I was with you on three of four. I went with uh, Theodore as my fourth with Zach Whitecloud very closely behind. Just looking from a building blocks perspective with Whitecloud, where he could be, I mean, He's got a five-year deal right now, and he's only getting paid two seven five, which obviously that you know that was the hiccup with the Nick Hague deal and everything as to why it took a little while to get him back under contract because Zach Whitecloud we're getting a, a deal on and they wouldn't pay Zach they wouldn't play they wouldn't pay Nick Hague more than Zach Whitecloud money because there's a sizable gap a talent gap between the two players in my opinion. Coming up next, we'll have a discussion about who VGK is willing to trade. We return. Right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. The Super Bowl is coming up. Oh, the big game, I should say. And we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features and it makes betting a lot of fun and easy. New customers join today. You get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up today at FanDuel.com. And, of course, you could find your favorite bets, money line, point specials, and player props, which are oh so popular. Current line, Philadelphia still remains as a one-and-a-half point favorite and the over-under at 49.5. And you can combine all of your bets for a chance at a bigger payout in the same game parlay. It's on the app, and it's uh, safe, it's secure, it's easy to, to use. So, again, 
football fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet, your first one, and you'll get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco, Chris Colick here in our city of sin. And after this Super Bowl, Vegas is on the clock officially. So exciting. And I well, went more, to uh, more yeah. Vegas football news, Tony. We, uh, uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady retiring, which there was some chatter about him possibly leading the, the Vegas Raiders next year. So does this make, uh, does this make Vegas the chalk for Aaron Rodgers now? No, Jets. No chance. Jets are going on. Jets. 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 Jets are going all in. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. His girlfriend also posted on her Instagram because it just happened to pop up. You follow his girlfriend, I know. Yep. Okay. She said that she's retiring from the beach, whatever that means. But hey, special shout out. Beaches in Green Bay. uh Special shout out, Tom Brady's girl. Tom Brady's girl. Yeah. Beach. He has a new girl already? Wow. Oh, yeah. That that didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, It was a thank you next situation there. Uh, But I wanted to point out, thanks to the NFL, when they come into the market, they're here for the Pro Bowl, and they were planting trees. I went out to a a park, um, a SEA park in Henderson yesterday, and they planted a lot of trees, and it was really nice. Cool event. Cool event. So we wanted to talk about uh, VGK. Who is, we talked about the untouchables in our first segment. Who is VGK willing to trade, willing to part with, and other than the untouchables, I think everyone's touchable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm with you on that. And I think maybe I'll focus this more on who, you know, would VGK dangle. And again, this is weird right now because we're not sure of Mark Stone's situation still. And I don't know if we're going to be sure until a move is made. So we're kind of operating with some unknowns right now. And the first place I will go is Alec Martinez. Um, I'm with you. Early in the season, I would have fought you to the death on moving Alec Martinez. And I've argued with a lot of people that, listen, come playoffs, you know, this is what we need, but he's getting beat left and right. And he's not able to make up for his, and again, we're not knocking the guy. We're just acknowledging the reality that Alec Martinez cannot keep up the way he used to. And he can't make up for it with his shot blocks and other, other assets that he has. Does he have a modified no trades, no trade con, uh, contract, so that complicates things a little bit. VGK would have to send him to another contender, so maybe you're talking a three-team deal if you're going to move on from him. Uh, he's making 5.2 a year. That's that that's a tough pill to swallow for, for another team, nor does the VGK want to take on that full contract. But I'll start Alec Martinez, I think, is someone who might get dangled a little bit to make room for a white cloud. And this also depends on Miramanov being able to fill in that six-and-a-half, seven defenseman role, too. Yeah, I have and Korzak uh, also. I have at the top of my list. I have the same player. I've got uh, Alec Martinez uh, again. Five point uh, five million. There, two years remaining on his contract makes it difficult for them to move uh, him. Uh, he just stands in front of pucks. He's lost a step. I mean, for sure. He got ragdolled in the rain. It was the Ranger game too, right? Where yeah. there was just a tear. I think Aiden Hill had a, had that terrible turnover. Alec right. Martinez is in front of the net, and someone just just planted him as they scored the goal terrible yeah yeah he was getting beat down and they're going after him now he's breaking down as well yeah uh, i wanted to ask Easy you the nachos okay i wanted to ask you when we look at assets and i was looking at that uh, horvat trade 
and the uh, Islanders traded their number one prospect. Who's VGK's number one prospect? Hassan and Korazak are is probably really? the. Is that it? I, I mean, at, at the I thought that Brisson by now would be a superstar, and I thought that he would be up on the next level. Uh, but yeah, they don't have anyone. They don't have a player that fans for the Silver Knights go out and watch every night, do they? No. I mean, Brassois, which that's another story for another time, which is on our tradable blocks, I guess. We don't got to go too deep into that. But, you know, Brisson, like I said, he's he's coming along. He's doing better. And I think he has he is on the next level. But the problem is he was four levels below where we thought he was going to be. And we're not knocking Brisson when we say this. He is young. He is, I think, just barely a year removed from college right now. It takes time for some of these players sometime. And I think Brisson will be a, you know, a, a higher ceiling than Cody glass, who is like, you know, 35, 38, 40 points a season is like the best you're going to get out of him. Brisson has a scoring touch. He's small. He is a little guy. He's got to grow a little bit for lack of better term, add some muscle, whatever it takes, because if he can't excel at the AHL level, he, there's no way he will do it at the NHL level in its current form. Give him time. He'll be okay. But his time is not now. And, you know, you got, and Paul, who's doing well, but didn't uh, can't make the jump to the at the NHL level. Um, uh, Sakari Manaman, someone we were excited about his lottery ticket. No, mm-hmm. no, right, right. No, there's, and there's Spencer no big, Fu, no, journeyman. Yeah. No, who no. do you want from the AHL? Who who would you want to take out of the farm system? I mean, here, Ron right? Bjerg is serviceable. Ron okay, Bjerg will at least fill. But they role. don't have that number one prospect. Brisson and Korazak. Korazak is, but he's not selling tickets. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, and they don't have that explosiveness to just jump on the scene at the next level and then just dominate. No, you don't have like a William Eklund in San Jose. Right. Um, Some of the Minnesota boys, Boldy and Rossi, who I think are both at the NHL level now. Look at the excitement around a Connor Bedard, right? I mean, he's selling out all of these... uh, these arenas all the tournaments already. and oh yeah i mean kind of a that's i mean i'm saying he's a generational talent yes but they don't have that prospect here there, there's not an excitable that, player and to be I fair tony paul I, cotter wasn't excitable last year either he was fun but you didn't necessarily go to a silver night here's he cotter like that wasn't the, the mindset you know the i teams, don't the other teams want cotter do, do you think they mention his name in a lot of these talks i'm not sure i'm just not sure about that uh some of the other players, obviously, Expendable. Uh, the, is that another movie, The Expendables? Phil Kessel, obviously. Expendables. <laughs> uh, I was at the premiere of that in Planet Hollywood, actually. <laughs> there is. Okay. There was a movie. Uh, Brett Howden, like I think, is on that list. Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson. Let's talk about him. Expendable. Teams, he, has, he has some value, right? I think teams would mention his name. Buy low, sell high. And that's the perspective that I have. Um, if you if VGK would have required Bo Horvats, you have a logjam right now. And interesting thing, if VGK would have required Bo Horvat, that does not solve the riddle of who's going to play with Jack Eichel. And now you're taking Chandler Stevenson, who has had history of performing with Eichel. So that's that's the other side of this. Like, you know, Stevenson plus Eichel plus Stone works. Stevenson plus Eichel, plus nobody else works. So now do you want to remove an additional third of that equation? I don't know. But again, buy low, sell high is the only reason I'm saying Chandler is expendable. 
because he can I be mean, a two point seven. He is outperforming that two point seven uh, million dollar cap hit. So, am I saying VGK needs to trade Chandler Stevenson? No. Am I saying I want to see Chandler Stevenson? No. Want to see him traded? No. But if it means another high quality level one winger is coming along with VGK trading a draft pick and a Brisson or a Korazak to get this A-level player that's going to complement Eichel, then, you know, Chandler becomes a collateral damage, unfortunately. And I was just kind of joking, but kind of not, when how, what if VGK literally made the announcement Friday that he was being traded while he's at the All-Star game? Does he wear the new logo? Does he have to wear the VGK logo? Like, how awkward would that be? Mm -hmm. About as awkward as Derek Carr playing in the Pro Bowl wearing a Raiders uniform. Uh, Nick Haig, Nick Haig, disappointing season to me. Expandable. Yeah. He came in late, came in late, and I don't know that he's performed up to his expectations. To but you. he's he's a warm body that shows up every day and grinds. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know. That's what we're looking for now with this organization. And he's only organized. And he's only getting 2.2 million. I say only, like it's not a lot of money. It is, but, you know, he's he's fine. And as a fifth and sixth defenseman, good. If our defense breaks down and he's thrust into the, you know, the, the 26, 25, 24 minutes a game role, that's bad. I have Ben Hutton and I also have Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, Brassois, I mean, that would be a complimentary small deal to free up a roster spots, but I don't think, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, Aiden's in the doghouse, so I don't know. And I don't know why Aiden's in the doghouse, because all the dude does is compete and do pretty well. Last couple starts, like Logan, have him in that greats. But, you know, I, I would, I don't know. It's just, it's such bad form signing someone and trading them that same season. And it doesn't look good for future free agents down the road. But what do I know? Anyone else that you want to talk about? No, I mean, I'm going up and down. And there's the obvious ones. You know, you mentioned Howden. And, I mean, Kessel's not going anywhere, but sure, whatever. Um to a contender late oh, in the McNabb. season as a, as a McNabb. McNabb, okay. I think, could draw interests. Okay. Um, basically, he's at $2.8 million a year, a little more on Zach Whitecloud money. And, you know, Braden McNabb, he's had a bad run of games. Braden yeah. McNabb, like, when you look on the ice after the R team scores a goal, you look to see where Braden McNabb is because he's on the ice. And that's how it's been lately. So, you know, but again, if we're seeing this, so are other people seeing this. So, but Braden McNabb is someone I think VGK would be happy to move from. So players, I would just to kind of summarize uh, McNabb, Martinez, and Stevenson, I think would be not that they're expendable. I don't, I think expendable is maybe a little too out there, but if they bring the right return in a package deal, I could see VGK, especially with Stevenson doing something really aggressive to get that winger and just saying, okay, Carlson, you you got to be the line two guy. You're the guy. That's it. Or you elevate Nick Wad, Brett Houghton, whatever that is. I could see something with Stevenson. I'm not saying we're trading Stevenson. Don't go crazy on Twitter, folks, and YouTube and whatever. But he could bring a good return to fill that void where Jack Eichel needs help. Okay. And uh, for me, Martinez, I think, is at the top of the list because his name was mentioned. Uh, an awful lot at the start of the season, too. Just leave the camera off, Tony. You're good. Just leave it off, man. <laughs> just leave <laughs> yeah, it off. Exactly right. You're good. And, of course, uh, Phil Kessel. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I don't have much use for him. And uh, just wondering why why the Golden Knights are going after centers. Any center that could score. You talked about warm bodies. Any any center that could score, I think, 
will push back a Chandler Stevenson, perhaps push him out of here uh, down the line for VGK. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about VGK's struggling penalty kill. We talked about the power play unit yesterday. Today, it's the penalty kill. We'll return with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use every day. We started to use Athletic Greens because we don't have time. Plain and simple. Always on the run, myself and Chris Golick. And now it's been a few months. And again, we really love this product. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste. And we actually look forward to taking it each and every morning. I know that Chris agrees. And what is this stuff? It's, a, again, just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. And it gives you all of these high-quality vitamins and such. And it's really good for your health. It's great for your gut health. It helps me to sleep better, too, at night. Uh, Lifestyle-friendly, and it's uh, it's really terrific. Costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself, and you are investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. There's a lot of great reviews. All you have to do is Google those, and uh, right now it's time to reclaim your health and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick in Las Vegas. Thank for you for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And of course, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and get a chance to see my Max Headroom likeness here. Okay, let's talk about the struggling penalty kill for the VGK. Yeah, so I just do a little, little window shopping here. So first of all, I, I said yesterday's show they were near the bottom. I was looking at uh, the wrong stats when I sorted them. VGK <laughs> ranks. 17th. They're 17th, exactly. Okay. But here's the interesting thing. I'm, uh, Stat Muse, great place to, to look at, at look the stuff up right now, folks. I love Stat Muse. Yes. So are you on it right now, Tony, or no? Because I want to quiz you if you're not. No, 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 no. I'm not okay. on there. But I do know that William Carlson has two empty net goals because of Stat Muse. <laughs> Nice. So here's the first thing. BGK ranks 17th. Not too bad. Not too good. Middle of the road. I can work. I'm okay with that. But here's the crazy thing. VGK has taken the third fewest penalties in the National Hockey League. So they led that category for a while. Yeah, Vancouver, 93 penalties. St. Louis, 96. VGK, 98 penalties. And then after that, like everything is like in the besides a couple in the one O's, everything is in the one teens all the way up to 150. Oddly enough, the Boston Bruins have wow. taken the most penalties, but they also have the best PK percentage. So I guess my first question is, you know, what's better? Is it better playing with that edge like the Bruins and being able to take these penalties and constantly be on the kill or play a more reserved role like the VGK not getting penalized as much and that's an interesting discussion we don't got a lot of time but no no, just no. curious how that great would play question out. Yeah, yeah great question great question and again maybe perhaps they are playing too conservative right they're not playing aggressive enough to where 
they're actually making penalties. It, you know, it, yeah, to me, no, to I'm... me, I think that they're not. It could be a sign. Well, the other teams are Vancouver, right at the top, and who is St. Louis? Uh, and yeah, like, and two teams are two, that are not making pushes not in the playoffs. For anything. Right, they're not making a push. We have a fire sale coming up in St. Louis, and likewise in Vancouver. No, that's not a good sign. So let's go over here. I'm just going to read off the top eight teams in penalties taken. Taken, yeah. And then you, 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 you count how many are in the are, are in the playoff side. Boston, okay. Cal, Gary, okay, yeah, coming on. Florida, oh, Dallas, French. yeah, okay. Carolina, in, in. Ottawa, Arizona, in. Nashville. Not a, Arizona. No, Ottawa's not in. So Arizona, three of the top three, eight three are, the top are eight in the playoff run, and then when we go down to nine, Kings, Canadians, Wild, Penguins, Islanders, Lightning. So you know it's an interesting correlation as far as that level of aggression and things like that. And back to the penalty kill itself, what's working, what's not working. I mean, I go back to the the Detroit game where Riley Smith just got so close to creating a blue line turnover where unfortunately it led to a a Detroit power play goal where, you know, someone couldn't cover. So, you know, part of what works for the VGK penalty kill is the, the risks that they take and the power kill and Riley Smith and William Carlson. And they still are, are scoring shorthanded goals. I mean, let's be clear. There's still, we have shorties Smith in this. Has four. Smith has four. Stone has two. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still getting, I'll see if I can look up uh, shorthanded goals really fast here. So they're still getting these attempts and opportunities while the R team is on, is on the kill. So it's what's an interesting what's argument hurting? we can have here. What's hurting VGK on the PK of late are these, you just mentioned it, turnovers. They they just have been turning the puck over way too much. They're not protecting the puck, for crying out loud. So VGK is tied for fifth along with uh, along with uh, Buffalo. They were Philly, number Carolina, one earlier, too. Nine shorties, Minnesota with eights. What about seven All the way, VGK? Anaheim's got one. What's VGK have, seven or seven? Seven shorties right now. Yeah, okay. I did uh, remember that. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's interesting just kind of going going through that and stuff. And, you know, I, I think and again, I'm, I have no, nothing beyond just conversation here. I think just a general recipe for success from a special team side is you got to be in the top third or even top 10 on both sides of the special teams. And VGK is close. It doesn't take that much to make a big movement on the, 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 the power play or the kill to move up the ranking. So they're close. And if there's a good thing about. Our, our uh, dry January is everything was dry. It's not like the PK was on <laughs> and, you know, five on five play was off. Everything sucked. Everything sucked. So if we can go from suck to stink, Bad News Bears reference, if we can go from suck to stink, the, the Bad News Bears remake, not the original one, by the way. Suck to stink will move the needle for our record in February. And then if we can go from stink to ab- above average, we make a playoff run. There you go, folks. That's my That's my expert analysis. Well, that is very good analysis. And the last uh, 10 games, 81% on the PK for VGK. That's the last statistical number we're going to leave you with for the day. Okay. For my man, Chris Golick, we appreciate you all tuning in. Thanks for living through my technical difficulties again. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube side, and please subscribe for my blankness there. Uh, And, of course, uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Tony Cardasco for Chris Golly from Las Vegas. We will see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.